Hey guys, welcome to the FDU cast. You're with your boys, Alex, Reggie, Yoni, and Jesse. How are we going? How was the weekend? We are going very good. Well, I am at least. Yeah, yeah. can't complain. Yeah, same here. Uh, it's upset, upset. It's a Sunday, but all good. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's good. Reggie, I heard you um, should have got sent off yesterday in, in soccer. What happened there? No comment. Okay. <laughs> Forget about it. Um, Jesse, how was it? How was it seeing um, the Matildas owl in person? Uh, I mean, I've seen a W and I've seen an owl. Uh, just hopefully tomorrow is not a draw. Yeah, you don't want a D tomorrow, do you, Jesse? No. <laughs> a draw is fine, though, isn't it, for the Matildas? No. No, no they, they need, need to win. win. No, no, we need to win. Yeah. <laughs> Got to actually win. Sam's yeah. back, though, which is uh, good news. Good news. Have they, con- have they confirmed she's back? Yeah, yeah. She said she's back. Have, you, have you listened to that? Um... To, to that press conference oh my. nah the first five questions are all like the the media the asking part. her if she's going to be playing and yeah she's like, and she's like oh look i don't really want to give up opposition the tactics so i'd rather not really say and then the next guy will ask the exact same question i i reckon, like, oh, I reckon you, mate. It's she's gonna be a super sub she'll uh they'll yeah, start she won't they'll, start they'll start mary fowler and bring her on in the 40 oh, spell, like second half. back yeah, yeah, she's back. back. That's good, that's good. The, the concern st- will be, though, if we concede in the first half, right? Well, our defence is not horrible. We're like, we like Nigeria... The other day, right? Yeah, but Nigeria's faster than us. We were we were just not prepared for their speed at all. Like, the only side that was doing well was Carpenter's side, and that's because she could keep up with them. Mm. Um, like, they're just too fast, and then their defenders were taller than all of our attackers, so, like... There's a reason we did better once we put Alana Kennedy, a centre back up front to try and head balls in. That's but, fair. If we draw an island win somehow, do we go through? I'm not too sure. May potentially on head to head. But oh, we lost to Nigeria, so I don't know. Doubt it. No, we need to get the win. As yeah. much as I love carpenters and other trades, why don't you explain what we're doing tonight, Alex? Something different. <laughs> I do love, do love, uh, I mean, you love them. I don't know about me. Um, so today we're doing something different. So we're looking at the most, ex- the 15 most expensive transfers from last season. So the 2022-23 season. So basically from last summer's window and the January window. And we're going to be ranking them, as you can see, in a tier list. We've got five categories to pick from. Uh, we've got better than Bitcoin, good, good, potential, outlook not so good, and who approved this? So we'll be going by, going through them, starting with the most expensive and working our way downwards. Like I said, the most 15 expensive from the past, the past uh, 12 months. But without further ado, let's get started into it. The first one, most expensive player of the year was Enzo Fernandez to Chelsea, playing as a, as a midfielder for a fee of 121 million euros. Um, I want to rattle off some statistics. We're going to do this for each player, but we'll rattle off some statistics in regards to their league play and their current market value just to see i guess to help inform our rankings in, into where we want to rank these players so fernandez was bought for 121 million euros but currently his market value is only at 55 million euros and in 18 league appearances he's only got two assists he's got no goals where do you think we should be placing enzo in this ranking i'll just quickly jump right in um i don't think it's fair to really put his goals and assist in agree he's a, he's a defensive agree. midfielder I mean, that's fair. if he's popping up with two assists throughout the time he's had with Chelsea, that's decent for him. Um, definitely should probably judge him more on the results that they've had. Um, probably and they're not been great. Um, <laughs> I, don't I know. still think he was probably one of the better players last season. Yeah. Watch the games. Yeah. And um, 
he really didn't benefit from the rest of the team just not being good. Like, and he's not really just a CDM where you stay back, like, you know, Carrick Wood or Kante or whatever. He does need somebody else with him um, to do that role. He's better at a two. But um, yeah. heaps of good, like, successful passes, 89%, you know, um, more than 50% tackle success as well. So defending-wise, he does do pretty good. Yeah. Out of I all think the he... Chelsea transfers that they did make, because they did make a lot of strange moves, it's probably the one that made the most sense aside from yes. um, how much it ended up costing them. Yeah. And that's yeah. just Benfica. You know, they know how to uh, sell players. I know yeah, only... you'd look at this as like his performance with um, Chelsea, but if you look at his overall performance for the season, he was a very great player world cup and for Benfica so like, with Chelsea I mean he walked into a team that was they didn't even know what they were doing I mean he only had three wins um in the league with Chelsea but Chelsea he did have the handicap of um <clears throat> yeah he had Lampard um he had Potter who uh, I don't know if Potter wasn't really ready for the not team, a magician is he no um <laughs> so I think you're not always a Graham <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I think well, he did what he did the best that he could with, you know, where he was at. Um, but yeah, like Nick, yeah. I reckon this season coming is where you would really judge if he's a proper flop or not. Um, I would say he's definitely in the potential category. I agree. I definitely think potential. I think hopefully, uh, hopefully for them, if they do get Caicedo next to him, I think that it will bring out the best of Enzo Fernandez. Because if you just ask him to sit and just make tackles and recycle the passes, it's really not going to be getting the best out of him, especially for the fee and the contract that they've got. So it definitely potential. Like I, I'm with you there, Jesse. He's um, got a lot of got a lot of talent, and we know what he is capable of in a functioning side. We saw how great he was at the World Cup. So. If Chelsea, now that they've had a preseason with Poch, cleared out some Deadwood, sign a midfielder next to him, I think we should see the best of Endo Fernandez. So I would agree with potential. Yeah, I think the potential more so lies on the team around him, like you guys are mentioning. Uh, it's not so much his capability, because, yeah, he's doing his job. He's come into the club at a very shitty time. So it's, yeah, I'm happy for potential as well. Yeah, nice, easy one for the first one. That's good. Great. Moving on to one that I think is going to be quite polarizing. So just bear with me. We've got uh, Anthony for Man United, who signed for a fee of 95 million euros, currently got a market value of 35 million. In 25 league appearances, he's got four goals and two assists. Um, I have a few feelings on how this is going to go. I'll personally just chuck my main United hat on and just say potential. The reason I think so is because he had a mixed start to his season. He had some good moments, had some bad moments. I do think, you know, against a team that really wasn't that good in an attacking sense, we were doing a lot of counter-attacking, not really getting him a chance to express himself and do what he wants to do. I, I think don't know. I saw that, spin once or twice, you know? Yeah, well, he's, he's definitely the fidget spinner. He's definitely the human CD. But I think with going into this season now, that we're going to have a bit more of cohesion a bit more of a purpose in the way that we play now that we've had a year under ten hard i think we will start to see a bit more of the best out of him what we saw at ajax um so but definitely overpriced don't get me wrong but i still think potential i don't think he's going to be a flop i think it's i think it's potential personally but that's just me yeah the price is a good talking point because um it is something that man united get hit with uh clubs especially 
um, in the surrounding areas of Europe. They know Man United have the money. They know Man United are in this constant transitioning phase, so they're desperate to get the players that they're after. So they kind of hold that over their head and usually leverage it into paying way more than what another club would. Um, unfortunately, with this situation as well with Anthony, United could have got him for about, I think it was about 25, 30 mil less than what they paid if they got him earlier yeah. in the yeah. transfer window. But then they decided to wait, wait, wait. And then we, we started the season lost and they were like, all right, we're going to spend all this money. So that was United's fault, which is really frustrating because at 60, 65 million, I think he gets a lot less critis- like criticism from you know other fans and pundits than at 95 million. Uh, I agree. I agree. Jesse? <clears throat> um, I, I, I had him in potential as well. Um, look, overall, his season wasn't great, um, but he did start off good. Like His first three Premier League games, he was scoring every game. He scored against Arsenal, right? Uh, yeah, on debut. Yeah, yeah debut against, against Arsenal. Arsenal. And I know City. somebody else who did that, and we love him right now. Uh, and then you see <laughs> he scored against City, Arsenal, and Everton in his first three Premier League games. Who does the score against Arsenal, though? Let's be serious. Yeah, that's true. Darwin Who does Nunez. the score against Evident, to be fair? <laughs> um, um, he did also have the winner, the winner, and an amazing performance against Barcelona on the return. Uh, just FYI. Yeah, look, I think he's he's definitely a Ten Hag player. Um, he's, it's someone Ten Hag wanted. Um, that's the reason you guys went and signed him. You didn't sign him because you wanted him. You signed him because that's who your manager wanted. Um, you you would expect his you know ability in the team to be better. Um, he did spend a fair bit of time injured, um, and you know adapting to the Premier League from you know a team that's always winning the in Ajax in um, the, the Dutch league. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gave up on Almost. that. <laughs> um, yeah, he's gone from a team that's always winning to a team that's in that transition phase. You know, hopefully he kicks on a bit more this season. Um, clearly there's something you know managers seeing him because he is getting called up for Brazil. He's getting called up for United constantly. So he's just got the potential. He just needs to really kind of kick on. I, I do want to say as well, like he was very one-dimensional last season, which was really frustrating. It's always go left, like cut in. Um, but in preseason, we've seen him a couple of times actually try to run around on the right side of the wing and then trying to move in from there rather than just always cutting in. So it was pretty nice to see him try something different for a change. Yeah, so definitely one with potential. Um, again, with a similar situation with Enzo, that it's going to be based around the team around him at the same time um, rather than his ability. We know he can play. Uh, but, yeah, I think Man United have a bit more of an organised plan than what Chelsea have currently so I think we'll probably end up seeing a better season from him and yeah the potential is there great awesome well we're in agreement for the first two we've got now the next strange yeah I know I really thought the answer was gonna be more polarizing and a bit let down but that's okay um because we've still got plenty more to go so we've got now number three Wesley Fofana to Chelsea 80.4 80.4 million euros with a current market value of 40 million euros. He played 17 appearances across the entirety of the league season. No really point in rallying off his goals and assists because that 
doesn't really matter. He is a center back. Um, we'll say, I guess, with what alluding to with what Jesse mentioned with regards to Endo Fernandez, and you got to look at, I guess, defensive stats in the position in the league. Well, Fana was there for the whole year and they finished 12th. He also spent a lot of time injured last season and he's now out for this season with a torn ACL. Uh, 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 you go first, Jason. I mean, straight up, outlook not so good. Um, oh, I agree. I think he's got the like, he definitely has the potential to be great, but he's always injured. He's like Marco Royce, but worse. Like, this guy is he's what, how old is he? 22? He's 22. 20, he's 22, and he's missed 82 games in his career due to injuries. Um, and there no light injuries either, like, yeah, ACLs. Yeah. Season changing, or career changing. Yeah, I'm actually yeah, after like his, after his breakout. Like he's, gonna, it made sense that they needed a center back. It did um, make sense, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, so outlook not so good. The yeah. way I see it is, it if he can stay injury free, he's going to be great for them. Um, but that's a big if. He's but, he's just not been he's not able to stay injury free so far. He's like constantly finding a new way to injure himself. Like not saying it's his fault. But he's just every couple of games, like I feel like you just hear that he's out. He's I injured. think when he did play as well, like at least like watching him, I know Chelsea as a, as a whole were bad, but watching him play in particular, he just did not look good at all. Um, I know it's more of a system issue and defending is as much as about the system in place as his individuals, but he really just looked shaky, looked so unsure of himself. So I, really I remember the game against United. Don't think it was horrendous. That yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, but again, the, the whole team were her. I mean, look, Chelsea, Chelsea's a, a weird case because the whole team were just horrendous. But I mean, as much as you don't want to sort of put the blame all on all on players, Fafana just hasn't really looked good since his first season at Leicester, to be fair. And they they bought him for that for that price on the back of um, his prior season to Leicester not being that good either. So he really hasn't been the same since since before he actually first broke his leg. That's but that's the way I see it. Reggie, what have you got to say about Wesley for fun? Yeah, I've got nothing to add. Um, so I'll stick with Outlook. Not so good as well. I um, want to add something as well after. Yeah, go for yeah. it. Go for it. But, I honestly also don't even know when he's going to get game time. Like they have Colwell now, who did really well last season, is now back and it's the same age as... Uh, oh, sorry, no, he's a couple of years younger than... Um, Fafana, and then they have also Buddy Ashile, who is the same age as Fafana and has played like more than a hundred senior games. I just think both of them will end up being ahead of Fafana, and you obviously have Thiago Silva as the um, the captain. I just I think honestly at eighty million with the injury record, like and the fact that there's probably three um, centre backs ahead of him at the moment, I, I don't see him getting game time. Yeah, that's pretty Neither, much all I was but... going to add. Is that like uh, the only thing he has mm. in his favour is his age. They've paid way more than they should have probably because of that. And yeah, because of his injuries, we're not really getting much of a sample size to judge him on. Yeah, yeah. And Chalabai we'll as well. Though, the the one thing with Thiago Silva is old as shit, and Kulabali has now left, so there's a bit more opening in those centre back spots. But Colwell's in now as well. And he there's is, but if, if, if they play with the back three, there will be more. more if they play a back three, there. yes. Um, I look, I definitely agree with you to an extent. I just don't want to say who will prove this because I think that's like, I I, I know which player we're reserving that for. Um, yeah, but we also for, don't for, for know who approved it because they're a basket case over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all the Chelsea, well, Chelsea 
Well, it's probably down to Todd Bowley, which we've discussed at length what we think of him. But I think, yeah, with Kofana, given everything that has happened and transpired, it is outlook not so good. But yeah, again, all unanimous agreeing. Now on to number four, we've got Darwin Nunez for Liverpool, 80 million euros, current value of 55 million euros. He had played in the league 29 games for a return of nine goals and three assists. Reggie, as the Liverpool fan here, I'll let you let you start off. Yeah, taking my Liverpool hat off, or maybe I should keep it on a bit. It's hard to judge because like he was signed as a striker. He struggled as a striker for quite some time, but started to find some form when he played in that left-wing role where he kind of drifts towards the centre. Um, yeah, so... Being a striker, you've got to judge him on his goals and assists, and he wasn't scoring a lot, and we were going through a pretty tough period at that time as well, so it doesn't reflect very nicely on him. But he's at a decent age. He's definitely got the ability. It's just where he's going to settle into. Um, he's scoring in pre-season now, so maybe it was kind of a settling-in phase, but yeah, for me, it's... A potential one still just because he's very unpredictable i do think maybe his stats aren't as bad because if you count all of the games that he's played for liverpool i think he's got like 17 goal involvements in 40 games which is and not he's got 19 goal involvements 15 goals for assists there you go yeah so it's not that bad really in however many games 40 41 whatever the case is so and and you can see from the beginning you could see the potential obviously the price tags are ridiculous again most of these at the top are um but yeah i i I think potential is probably where i would chuck him yeah i agree as well i think he's very raw as well there's a lot that he still needs to work on he's got you know really iffy first touch but he moves really well, really runs hard, energetic, athletic. And I think if you give give him, you know, a year a year or two with Klopp to to train him, I think he's, you're really gonna see his potential. Because he does does all the right things. You just can't finish. You just can't finish. You know what that sounds like? Well. It sounds yeah. like Kaku. Yes. Bad first touch, can't finish. Yes. But Lukaku was a beast until at the same age, at 24, Lukaku was a yeah. beast. Later the on, prob- actually, the difference, I think Nunez has a bit more self-awareness than Lukaku. And also um, is um, at an at an adequate body fat percentage is all I'll say. So I think there's a lot more there's a lot more to Nunez I think than Lukaku at this point. I, I think potential. Um, it was quite expensive, but I do think as well Liverpool also now we're resetting their their front line now that Mane left. They have to sort of just try and rejig things around. So I think going forward for Liverpool, you'll start to see a front line of Salah. Hakpo and Nunez and I guess Diaz mixed in there as well and, and Diogo Jota. So that's a, I think this is a bit of a rejig into their front line. And I think really when it comes to like Liverpool, like Reggie, you touched on Liverpool having a bit of a rough season that I don't think that was really down to Nunez or your, or your front line. That was down to the defence in the midfield. So that's just the way I see it. If you want to also add to it, Jesse? Uh, yeah, I'd chuck him in potential. Um, look, I think Benfica strikers tend to be a little bit I think they stat pad in Portugal. I mean, if you look at um, the the striker that they've got this season, um, Ramos, 
he's putting up similar numbers to what Nunes was before he left. Um, so I think it's hard to really judge on how they're going to go elsewhere. Um, but from what you can see of Nunes, like he's definitely doing the, all the right things. It's just got to start paying off. Um, like, he hit the post a lot, didn't he? In the yeah. First, like in yeah. the first 10 you're like you'd, you'd rather that than over, you know, Timo Werner, who's fucking offside all the time. Like, yeah, you know, you, or you know, all like Nunes really needs to do is like refine his shooting ability to get it in the goal more than hit the post. Um, and like he, he had a bit of injuries. He had that red card suspension as well. Um, I think, you know, he's got all the ability there. I think a lot of people rate him uh, like uh, a bit harder on him one because of his price tag and because of the, um, the community shield final when he scored and Harlan didn't, I think he's like that added a lot of pressure onto him to be like, well, he's going to be better than Harland. Um, and obviously Harland's Harland. Um, so I think like Nunes is, didn't do himself any favors there, but I think he's just got a lot of potential and, when it's with Liverpool in an off season, it's hard to really judge their players because, like, he's like he wasn't getting the service that, you know, Mane and Salah were getting last the season beforehand and the season before that. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's potential. fair. Chuck him right in potential, Reggie. Chuck him right in there. Next, Casemiro. No, I'm, oh wait, oh it's ordered differently. Wait, who was is it Casemiro or Chuamani? Who was more expensive? Was it Chuamani? Chuamani. Yeah, yeah. Chuamani. All right, never mind. All right, I went premature, not for the first time. Aurelian Chuamani for Real Madrid, uh, center midfielder, 80 million euro fee, current value of 60 million euros. Played 33 games in the league and also was part of France's World Cup runners up team. I'm going to say good, good. I think it was a great signing then, and I think it will prove to be a great signing over the next however many years when Madrid builds another dynasty. Yeah. I think, I mean, if you look at the player he was replacing, which is Casemiro, I mean, that's hard to do. Casemiro is great. We saw, like, the impact we'll discuss next of how good he can be in any kind of team. Um, You know, he was breaking into a team that's got Cruz, Modric, uh, and all those other guys in the midfield already. It's hard, and he's done it, and he just not looks bad at all. Um. You know, he's, he does have to build up some game time. He's, you know, he's not played as much as others, but 23 years old, if he, you know, kicks on, he's going to be like a really good signing for Madrid for their dynasty with, you know, bowing them and um, Camavinga and all that. So, yeah, good, good. Yeah, I'm not sure if we've talked about it um, on a podcast, but we've definitely discussed it in some format where Madrid will... Um, sign a midfield and stick with them for the better part of a decade like we've seen with Modric and Cruz and um, Casemiro for so long and they're setting themselves up quite well for the future like you said with Bellingham um, Camavinga's had to be patient and play at left back for the time being but I think the fee is going to be the last thing you talk about when you reflect on his time with men, um, Real Madrid Exactly, yeah. And mind you, before Madrid signed him, there was talks of him going to Liverpool, talks of him going to United. It was highly, highly touted. Very, very talented player. And I think as well, given that the way he actually, I mean, I know he missed a penalty in the final of the World Cup, but the way that he came in as part of the double pivot, replacing, uh, playing in the role that Kante and Pogba were doing, to be able to step into their shoes. So he's shown that he can handle pressure. He can step into Casemiro's shoes. 
and then step into Kante and Pogba's shoes and not really look out of place. So he's a he's one for the future, um, which you, you do have to judge these sort of things. So I'm going to say good, good as well for him. Cool. Yeah, awesome. I, yeah, I yeah. agree. Oh, uh, nothing yep. to add. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Oh, great. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I'm sure you have something to say about this one because now I can actually settle down and not jump the gun again. We do have uh, Chouameni's predecessor at Madrid, Casemiro for United. Hefty fair for a defensive midfielder, 70.65 million euros. Currently valued at 40 million euros. And look, as a defensive midfielder, you got four goals and three assists in 28 appearances in the league. Um, I'll go again with Casemiro. I've professed how much I love him on this podcast numerous times. Um, I'm going to put him in good, good as well. I think he's just been an absolute, as you touched, as you said, Jesse, the ways he can transform a team when you put him in there. He's been he's been the defensive middle fielder that we've been crying out for for a long, long time. Is it? Um, are we saving one spot for better than Bitcoin? We'll get onto it. Don't worry. I'm sure we. No, no, because I, I legit want to put him in better than Bitcoin, and I yeah. Can I, I, really? I, I I also had him better than Bitcoin. Yeah. I think, oh, okay. I think I think what he oh, did at what he did at United, like you guys were your midfield wasn't that great. Let's let's be honest, straight up. Um no, it's not, not you, you sign a player like Hasmiro, uh, a lot of people would um said he was gonna struggle. Premier League's different to Real Madrid. He doesn't have Cruz and Modric protecting him and all that. He's old. Yeah, he's old. They said he was coming Yeah, money as well. But you see exactly what he did. He inspires the team. He's 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 very passionate. Like he's only been united for a season, but he's extremely passionate. He's turned your midfield around. Your midfield is now the least of your concerns. It's the, your defense and your forwards not scoring. That's where your biggest issues are. Um, you know, I think he really solved a lot of problems just being there. Um, and he makes Fred look good. Like yeah, that's <laughs> not being great. I've got um, a few. Um... A few really good stats here. So he's actually yeah. played 51 games, scored seven, assisted seven for a defensive midfielder. He's at, with him in the team. United have won more than 75% of their games. Without him, they've not even won 50% of their games. He yeah. is United's fourth most creative player. He's the second most defensive player. So, and as Jesse said, like he just brings everyone up. Like he's kind of like, knowledge his passion like everything that he brings with him just makes everyone play better he does and there's been a lot of revisionism as well because now that they he got taken out of madrid and madrid struggled a little bit um and he elevated united so much people are now realizing that as you as you said jesse you know it's not so much that chris and modric were making him look good it was more the fact that he made them look good and i remember yeah. his insertions in madrid side is what actually got them to then go on to win their three champions leagues in a row and sort of the same thing he's a very very transformative player you know honestly one of the best of his one of the best of his generation and still got a lot yeah a lot left to prove but look i just thought i thought better than bitcoin is just like a big 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 category to have and obviously the fee is quite a lot for a guy of his age I'm happy to elevate it. I just had good, good because I mean, I get those. Think about it this way as well. If you now look back, if you look back at that seven mil now, okay, you look back a year from now. Are you thinking? I don't want to look at the seven mil. Thank you. No, seventy mil. Back at it. At the seventy mil. Oh, PTSD speaking. (laughs) And and you and you look back (laughs) and you think, was it worth it? Oh yeah. You'd you'd be like, yeah, hands down, it was more than worth it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to elevate it. I'm, look, I'm happy to elevate it. I'm happy to be, I mean, if I'm going to be wrong on anything, I'm glad it's that. So let's, yep, Chuck oh, Casimir as better than Bitcoin. 
for the one for the crypto bros. Next guy, we've got, don't ask me to pronounce his name, Mikhailo Mudrik from the Ukrainian left winger from Chelsea, 70 million euros uh, with a hot 15 appearances and two assists. And that's it. I want him in who approved this. I think he's terrible. I think he's trash. Yeah, I think like his. I think he's. I think he's pure shit. His quality, like main quality, is his pace, and like he doesn't really do a lot with it. Um, but at least with someone like Raheem Sterling, he had an instinct for goal that was shown in the Premier League, and kind of justifies going after a player like him. But yeah, being dominant in Ukraine is a bit questionable. They've signed him to like a super long deal, which is. Also, quite strange. Like, you're going to be trying to offload this dude if it doesn't work out. Um, he's going to be wanting quite a lot of money because of what he's entitled to with Chelsea already. He kind of reminds me a bit of a Dan James where he just runs a lot and does nothing. So, yeah, I'm keen to put him in the very bottom. That's a tier. great comparison. That, that's yeah. actually very good. At least, at least Dan James scored on his debut, if, like, scored his first couple of games. Mudrik. It's just fast for nothing. He had a good, like... Dan James worked hard. Yes. Well, Well, Modric had a good first 45 minutes of his Chelsea career, but granted, that was against Trent, so take it down with a grain of salt. (laughs) Yeah, other than that, he's he's looked horrible. He's Well, and even then, like, he had no end product um, in that game against Liverpool. I kind of Um, feel for him in a way. He was put in in a team that's so shit. Like, he's shit. Like, he's going to... He's he's contributed contributed to to the shitness too, though. Yeah, but it doesn't help being in that team the way that they were playing and who the managers were. I was saying... It's also also like... Because if I'm looking at it from Chelsea's perspective, when they signed him in in January, I just thought, well, okay, why are they signing him? Because Arsenal was going for it. (laughs) Yeah, but like... Arsenal weren't going to pay that price, and Chelsea just came in, but he just does not suit them. Didn't they didn't need him at all? From um, and he also got done for any gym rats out there. He got done on 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 TikTok by Joey Swall because he shamed some fat guy at the gym, like filmed on his Instagram, and then Joey Swall went in on him. It's pretty funny. If you um, think so of it from Mudrick's perspective as well, like if he knows he's not capable of performing at this standard, he's just got a nine year contract as well. Like yes. Where's the motivation going to come for him to get better when he knows he's going to get paid? You know what's the, yeah. the real worry as well? His XG was 0.38. <laughs> like, for the season. Sounds like Chelsea all over, really. So he, wasn't even, he wasn't even expected to get half a goal for, <laughs> for the entirety of the season. That, that's hilarious. Jesse, have you got anything to say on our little Ukrainian refugee? Um, I had him in outlook not so good. I think he's got the ability to be great, but... He's it's just just not showing at the moment. Um, yeah, I, there's not really much more to say. He's not been great at Chelsea, but he could be. And that's why I wouldn't put him in the, the bottom. But uh, yeah, that's all. So that's that great. Now, do we have a final two yeah, or three for the bottom? I think it's three for the bottom. Yeah, chuck him there. He deserves to be there. Come on. <laughs> I think by default, I want to put every Chelsea player there, to be fair. Next, we've got Alexander <laughs> Isak for Newcastle, 70 million euros. 22 appearances, 10 goals and two assists. I I like him in good good. I think he, especially second half of the season, when he settled in, I thought he was fantastic for Newcastle. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Um, he was massive in that 
notorious game against Spurs as well. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise until putting the list together that he had cost so much, so I was caught off guard there. But I think he's a pretty sensible signing for Newcastle. And once he got settled in, he started to play way better. I think it was a great, great buy for Newcastle because um, I always thought he was good prior to coming. And then the fact that they were, number one, able to bring Isaac to them, you know, just being a team on the on the rise, because I reckon he could have gone to any top six team more than likely and, and would have done really well. Like United could have used him so much last season, really. And then he also, by bringing him, I feel like Cullen Wilson lifted his game. And they actually, once they started playing together as well at the end of the season, like they actually played really good and they were happy for each other to score and this and that. So th- there was a really like good competition between the two of them. So I, I thought it was a really like the super buy. Yeah, um, no, I think I think it's fantastic, Jesse. I had him in uh, potential, but I mean, if you guys want to put him in good, good, that's great. Jesse doesn't um, watch Premier League, so no. I mean, he's another Dortmund wonder kid who's doing well. So I mean, you know, it's good to see. Um, but yeah, he did score a lot in the second half of the season. Didn't. Um, Probably would have had more goals if he wasn't injured for a big chunk of the first mm-hmm. half. Um, yeah, he's performing well and he's probably going to kick on next season and really smash it. So It'll be interesting to see if Colin Wilson <laughs> plays as much as he did last season or if it's going to be more Isak now. Well, it looks like it will be Isak. I think Isak will be on the left wing because they've sold Sam Maximan to Saudi now. Oh, they the did. three big northern clubs of England, Man United, Man City and Newcastle have a... Uh, Scandinavian striker now. So yes, and who who is the best? We shall see. We'll get to him next year. We'll <laughs> um, <laughs> we, will, we will. We will. Or probably like in a future episode. Actually, we do need to discuss this when those transfers are sure. But moving on, uh, we got Delict Matthias Delict to buy Munich for six seven million euros. Market value has actually gone up. First, the first one on this list to have a market value increasing up to seventy million. Um, played 31 games across Bayern's season. I thought it was I thought it was strong for them, but Jesse, you obviously watch uh, about a hundred times more Bayern Munich than the rest of us combined. So we'll let you uh, sort of take a lead on this one. Um, I think much like Casemiro, he's uh, he really came in and settled our defense. Um, definitely, definitely was needed and was really surprised that we could actually get him. Uh, that was a very surprising signing when he got him. It was very like out of, kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Um we it shocked a lot of us and it was confusing because you know we we already had a few defenders, but he proved that he was the solid choice. Um I think he would probably fit into the good good category, potentially better than Bitcoin, but that's up to how you guys want to see it. Um he sold he calmed down on the fence and put some leadership back in there because yeah, there wasn't really a whole lot leadership going on in our defense um and obviously we know how great he can be like we saw what he did with Ajax um I think he's found his form again with us not he was kind of struggling at Juve so I think it's a great business for Brian I don't think anyone at Brian's complaining about him at all not not our worst signing of the season that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) and I I do think like I'm happy for him as well that he went to Bayern and it all worked out really well as well. Um, I, again, I don't watch as much Bayern as Jesse obviously does, even though, you know, he probably only watches a couple of games in the season. <laughs> I'm but, not George, mate. 
yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I have heard a lot about the way he has played really well. And as Jesse said, the leadership that he does bring to the team. I guess people, for, like, maybe while he was at Juve, people forgot that he was a really, like, strong leader when he was at, at Ajax. So it's good to see him kind of, like, have that role again. And he's, he's still only 23. Like, that time at Ajax, That's when he captain to, to the league. Yeah, when he captain Ajax to the, to the league and to that Champions League, like, that semifinal run they had, first go around he was 19 like 19 and he scored in the semi-final well he, he scored to knock out Juventus in the quarterfinal then scored in the semi-final against Tottenham and you know not really through much fault of his own that they ended up losing that game but he, like to be doing all that at 19 like, he's he feels like he's been around forever but he's still only 23 I want to put in a bit of the Bitcoin I, they've locked up probably the most talented center back for the next 10 years and I think Bayern Munich have got him and that's you know going to put Bayern Munich in another position to start you know competing for seriously competing for Champions League again very soon and if not for the next 10 years it's going to be another sustained period of dominance you know what's across across Germany and Europe what's interesting is that when the Dutch play they get criticized for not having enough leadership in you know and that includes Delete and Van Dijk which is a bit Lick wasn't playing he wasn't starting for whatever weird reason yeah because he's more he's a He's a back four center back, and um, the Netherlands like to play in a back three. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't really fitting the team as well as he should be. Um, but he's like, no offense to Van Dyke, but he's probably their best defender at the moment. So they should probably yeah, be spacing there. Can, Justin, <laughs> can I ask you then? Because obviously, in regards to Delete, now that Kim is also at Bayern, is it going to be the two of them pairing? Is that hundred percent? Um, that's it. Like, so, like, um, and how do you think they'll complement one another? I think they'll be really good. Um, I honestly, I still haven't seen enough of Kim play, so I don't really know his. I feel strengths. like they're very similar, which is probably what we need because like we have he's but he's been paired with Papa all season, and he he has a tendency to have brain fades or go off on a mission to try and score a goal. Uh, and then as a result, he hits on his own and concedes. So, like, I think having someone who's just going to stay in the fence with him and, you know, be that muscle there is probably going to help a lot. Right. Okay, um, so, I don't know who's drumming in the background, but I, look, I won better than Bitcoin. I think he's, I think he's great. I think he's a fantastic player. Yeah, I had him at top as well, just purely because of his age. Uh, everyone's talked about his leadership. Uh, and if you, you consider the money, it's it's not that bad. Sixty-seven mil. Yeah. Less than Harry Maguire. Yeah, less. Look, he's less well, than he's less of a player than Harry Maguire. Come on, come on. He, he costs less <laughs> than um, Hernandez, and he's probably been a better player. As much as I love Hernandez, so like unless his career spirals out of control, I reckon Bayern could give that seventy mil back in five years. A hundred percent. Let's whack they, him at the top, Bitcoin. babe. Better than Bitcoin. Mark Kukureya. Who approved? Yeah, mate. Yes, let's just do it. Right at the bottom. Do we really need to just to Chelsea? It's actually like, (laughs) with Kukureya, I feel like it's more of an eye test. Like when you watch him play, you see how out of depth he is when he plays Mm. for Chelsea. It honestly reminds me, and it's not just the hair, but Sideshow Bob hitting the rake (laughs) as he... I'll be honest. You got you can't convince me more that Arsenal and City both made an agreement to target players so Chelsea overspend on them. It really <laughs> felt like at that summer. Charles because Man City, 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 City wanted him. him. City wanted him. 
And I bet they're so fucking happy they didn't sign him. Because <laughs> he's the they'd rather have is, no, I, no, I no, know, um, yeah, fullbacks. Well, no, no, exactly. And I know that he played in a few different positions, but he failed as a left center back in a back three. He failed as a left back. He failed as a left wing back. And they bought it. They bought him in. A, they bought spent sixty five point three million euros on him for twenty four appearances in the league in a position where I know he's injury prone. But they've got Ben Chilwell already. They didn't need to spend. If they needed like another option, you don't spend sixty five million euros on a on a you know rotation left left back or left wing. And, back. He, and he's you know he's twenty five. It's not like you're actually getting him for the potential. Like he should no, exactly be pretty much you know peak kind of Bukarel. What had he's he shit. done um, with played okay, Brighton? Played okay. Like, he played okay. That's about it. To justify 65 mil, though. I think, oh. I think everyone at Brighton was looking better than what they actually were. And they just kind of went, well, wow, it must be good. And it was also the whole Potter connection. They were like, oh, well, you know, Potter liked him. Oh, yeah. I, I but didn't, Potter, they, didn't Potter, they didn't have Potter then. Yeah, they had the side circle. Jesse's mate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then they got Potter thinking, oh, yeah, he'll get the best out of Kukurea, and he did not. <laughs> yeah. he, he did, and actually, Kukurea brought him down to his level. No, mm-hmm. exactly. And, yeah, he's got the David Louise Sideshow Bob vibe. There's something about Chelsea Chelsea defenders and um, comically large afros that just doesn't work well. <laughs> not at all. All right, I think we've got the most obvious player here. Erling Haaland. Um, just put him in the Bitcoin, please. Uh, who approved this? I don't know about this one. Look, if we go off comments, <laughs> if we go off what uh, Pep has recently said about Haaland, someone asked Harland, uh, someone asked him if uh, Haaland is fully adapted to the Manchester City uh, system, and Pep said, I would say that Haaland has adapted quite well at Man City once he starts scoring more than 60 goals a season. So clearly he's in good good. <laughs> I, I, would put, I would put him... I would put even better than Bitcoin just for the mannerisms and the humor that comes with seeing Erlen doing anything. Like you see his videos outside of the soccer game. Like it's just so funny. And as, really I, as I said in the chat the other day, see, like I don't see Highland ever leaving City. The man is obsessed. I, I don't think I've ever seen a player wear his jersey everywhere he goes, like on social media. <laughs> yeah. Every He's single yeah, he's a city fan, and that's why, like, like you guys were like, "Oh, he's gonna come because of all eight United," um, and like everyone's like, "Oh, he'll go to Real Madrid eventually." I don't see it. I reckon no, he's I don't see it either. City from through, and I think the only club he'll leave City for is when he's retiring. He'll go to Leeds for a season because that's his other club. Well, we can only gauge what he's like based on what we see through a screen, but it's just like so wholesome how much he actually like loves that club. In yeah. In a he modern era where himself. a lot of City fans, like, we, we give them shit saying, ah, you've only been a fan since, like, the oil money come in and stuff like that. But it is really With him, cool we know that that's not the case. Yeah. That's the... Yeah. Harland as well, he's what you see is what you get. He's very true to himself. Like, Harland, Harland is Harland. And, um, yeah, no, you're right. As you said, Richie, he made City worse, made them so much worse <laughs> that they won the treble. He, but they, um, they, didn't, they didn't get 100 points in the league. They um they didn't they didn't win the league. Arsenal lost the league, so he did make them worse in the league. Um, I hate that he plays. They give a like shit. No Norway because like I want a Haaland kit, and I feel like a Norway kit is really hard to get a hold of. Yeah, and I don't want to buy a City kit. You know what? It's funny is that he could have played for England because he was born in Leeds. 
Yeah, but you'll just go drop for Harry Kane. What are you talking about? If he played for England, he, we might have never really seen this Haaland because, you know, what made him kind of like, what made everyone look at him is that nine goals that he scored in the under-21s or under-19s or whatever it was. Like I mean, it also anyway. did help that his Champions League debut was against Liverpool and he scored, like, two or three goals or something. But that no, was already it wasn't, no, it wasn't his debut. His debut was against some bullshit side. He got a hat trick, but then he played a game against Liverpool and then got like a couple of goals as well. So he had that first like initial run in the group stages. Then Dortmund got him when we could have got him, but that's beside the point. Um, and I don't. Yeah, but once again, I don't think you were ever going to get him. Let's be. Yeah. Apparently, no. When he was at Norway, when when he was at Norway, he's <laughs> when he was when at he was Mulder. At Mulder. Yeah, when he was at Mulder. Apparently, when Oli, who was at the wheel, um, off was was the coach at the time. Apparently, he offered Harland to United, and then we turned it down because in classic United fashion. That's what we do. So, so instead, we go ahead and buy the Aldi version. But that's the story for another day. Um, I like about him as well, like, and I think this is something that we all kind of love seeing in a player. He just enjoys it as well. He does. You know, it's not like he does. He's like, oh, this is my job. It's not like he's like f- he gets frustrated really or anything. Like he'll he'll be you know he'll miss a go- a, a chance and he'll just be like, hmm, I'll just do it again. <laughs> Um, I just exactly. love that there's no drama around him. Like as much as I love um, At the Mbappe, moment. like, and he seems to love playing the game. There's always storylines about what's going on, and then you just look at Haaland. He's like, I don't know, doing something funny. Yeah, and and Grealish even said as well. Like he's one of the, he's the most dedicated players I've ever seen. Always recovering, sleeping, doing the the hot cold therapy, all that sort of stuff. And he just he loves it, football. It, he's that kind of guy. He, he takes it so. Takes it so seriously. And like, let I me mean, look, the Ronaldo fan in me looks at and thinks, yeah, okay, well, you're going to go and have like a long career because that's what you need to be doing. And yeah, as you said, Jesse, he just loves football. He just lives and breathes the sport. He's such a, such a professional. He's just like us, you guys. He's just like, he's just like us, but you know, like not. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's got the, he's got the most goals in the Premier League ever. Yes. Um, he's, he was up there for goals and assists, like total goals, like total Contribution to goals. It's the best season anyone's ever had in the Premier League. Absolutely, yeah. blitz the hat trick records. Yeah, like he's he's on his way to to. He'll um, break the Premier League record before Kane does. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, even if That's even if Kane's Kane gets if even if Kane gets it, Kane Kane will get it, and then Harlan will. If Harlan keep, keeps this up, he's going to get the record in like what's the mathematics? Like another what seven eight seasons, he'll get it. So yeah, Kane can enjoy it for like a few years, and then it's Harlan's, and yeah, yeah. he's not going to leave. He's just, he's just, he just loves it, man. Like if you remember, like three years ago, he was talking about his hat trick balls, and he goes, "I have five hat trick balls in my bed, and I sleep well with them. They are my girlfriends." Like, <laughs> man, is just, just, he, just he wakes yeah. up. Is he, he wakes up to the Champions League anthem. He wakes up to the Champions League anthem. Well, there was a thing from That's when cool. he was at Salzburg. Apparently, he, um, the captain of the team was like drove around, and they found Haaland like out in the street and he was just singing the champions league anthem as he was walking around <laughs> like man just fucking loves football uh, um, i love him i'll still never forget his goal he scored against psg for dortmund where he got to play through to him bounced off the defender and the way he just struck why am i talking lyrical about this bloke but the way he just struck the ball and you hear the net just snap like that the guy can hit the ball like uh, he's like well, I, very few plays the way he can just strike the ball. It's like he's got this like the left boot of Roberto Carlos. It's, it's unbelievable how much power and accuracy he can put. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I hate him. 
he's so likable too. He's so likable. It's like, oh, like he's he wins the Champions League, and I'm I'm hating every minute of it. And then he goes and has that cute little photo with his missus where they're kissing under the Norway flag. I'm like, I, I can't hate this shit. Why? I need to hate it, but I can't. It's so annoying. He needs to be like a he needs to have like a sex scandal or something. Like, I, I needs to just he needs to rape someone just for me to start hating him. It's ridiculous. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Well, that escalated. <laughs> All right. Mason Maybe. Greenwood, calm down. <laughs> no, that's that's yeah. the thing. Our young striker goes in and does that. Why can't I'm manifesting? Okay. <laughs> but don't uh, manifest that. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. I just want to distance myself from Alex's comments there, please. If you're a, if you're a police uh, officer and you're listening, FBI football Daily would never say that. <laughs> um, football, football Daily. What channel is that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think I think Harland. This definitely, if there was a category above better than Bitcoin, he belongs in it. But yeah, um, I feel like he should have his own category. Just Harland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm um, like, up close to someone who should have their own category down the other end. I don't know. I thought I thought you were going to do that. To be fair, um, I don't know why he didn't. <laughs> but I think like if you, you that's it's money well spent for City and like they've got. I know everyone loves uh, Mbappe, but uh, Harland is hundred percent better. So. Oh, it's- it's not going ahead of ourselves. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, talking about how long nothing is to give him. Uh, we're going to Rafinha for Barcelona. 58 million euros. 36 appearances in the league. I can't get over my rape comment. Well, wow. um, 36 appearances in the league. Seven goals and seven assists. I think good, good for Barcelona. I think he's been a mainstay on their no own personally. I'd put him in outlook, not good. Why? Okay, sorry. They even they're trying to get rid of him even because they weren't happy with him. No, they're trying to get rid of him because they have no money. <laughs> so they're nah, going to make been, money back. Mate, he's, he's been their most consistent right winger. Like their only right winger. He's been like, he's been literally been, there, been playing there the whole year. Yeah, but they were never happy with him. Well, then why do they keep playing him? Well, because they had no choice. <laughs> they're trying to replace him right now. Because they have no money. They have no choice. I don't think they're trying to replace him. I'm, I'm pretty sure... No, they're trying. I'm pretty sure they're trying to sell. Well, Dembele might leave too. So no, yeah. they, I think they want to keep Dembele now, and they want to replace him. They're constantly um, no, trying cause... to sell a lot of people. Yeah, for is, one reason is. other than financial. I feel like take. I feel like take Barcelona's transfer activity in that front with a grain of salt because they're a little bit all over the place. The, the last rumors I saw that um, Xavi straight up said he doesn't want them to sell Rafinha, um, and they rejected offers from Saudi Arabia and the. Um, Gonna try and hold out against Manchester City. Who I reckon well. he will not be a Barcelona player. <laughs> of this. What do you mean? Yeah. Ten goals, twelve assists throughout the season is nothing to scoff That's at. That's great. That's great. They can get um, better. They can get better. Come on. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it was, not, think, it's not that good think, when you're playing no, for Barcelona. Well, no, no, because we're all used to Messi, Neymar, and Suarez stats. Yeah. Also, there's like, no three players in the world at the moment that could put up those stats yeah. constantly besides and Mbappe and Haaland. And you've got to think stylistically for Barcelona. He's the only right winger who can who's left footed. So he's pretty much be, like that's the reason why he's been a mainstay is because he offers him something that no one else does. Because all their other wingers, you know, Torres, Dembele is kind of two footer, but he never plays, so I won't count him. But Torres and Ansu Fati are all cut, are all like right footers who want to cut in. And score. Rafinha is the only one there who's going to cut in and try and set up set up his teammates. He started and thirty four of the fifty games that he put, that yes. he was eligible to play. Like he's 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 definitely staying, and he's definitely he's definitely good. He was a good player. I think I think good. You know what? You know what? You know what? Don't you say in my head? 
I was thinking of Ferran Torres. <laughs> um, oh my god. Oh, oh my well, god. That invalidates your your opinion on this matter, Yoni. So thank you so yeah, much. For yeah, that. You guys can discuss Rafinha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reggie? Yeah, I'm happy to have him in good good. I, I had him for potential personally, just because I don't know, Barca are a bit going through like it's not exactly a banter era, but it kinda is. Um a bit of a basket. They're a bit of a basket case. Yeah, like, I don't know what's going on with him. Like, his stats could be as good as they are just because they're being forced to use him. But at the same time, yeah, like you said, they're happy with him. Um, he's getting to play, and who knows what um, could happen if they start rebuilding their team properly. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, side note. That you know who really flopped at Barcelona, though? Lewandowski. <laughs> okay, potentially that that's um. Cool he, story. He, they brought him in for the Champions League, and that didn't happen. Yeah, and he he signed for them to win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, good yeah. luck now, bro. <laughs> That means Messi was a flop because PSG signed Messi to win the Champions League. Yeah, I agree. PSG. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I, that. I agree. Um, speaking of flops, should we just... Um, can we make a new category for this one? We need to talk, do we need to talk about it. Is, is, can, we, can we talk about it? Not argue, but this is Richarlison. Um, for anyone who's, who's, not, who's not paying attention, um, this is Richarlison. Um, we, what, what we was it? He's, he scored four goals, got four yellow cards, but only one. Yeah, at one stage he had more yellow counted. cards for taking his shirt off than he had goals. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, there's not really much to debate. I'm happy to talk about it though, just for the comedic He's just value. Such a useless striker. I never saw the appeal. <laughs> it, they spent a lot of money for him when they had Harry Kane. 60 like, million, 60 million euros. Like you know he's not gonna play your number nine. Like for him it was a bad choice. For them it was a bad choice. I think they I were fantasizing that he'd do this uh, like a similar role to what Sun does. Yeah, I think so. But even with Son's bad season, he's way better than Richarlison. You know, yeah. and, the and they had Kulachevsky on the yes. right, and he was, you know, it was good the season before. It was still good despite injuries this previous season, although he was very injured. But um, yeah, I think we are also, being a bit too harsh. Come no, on, no, we're not. Mate. No, we're not. No, we're not. Oh, no, Charles, yeah. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I'm not saying. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he deserves to be in the like he doesn't deserve to be in the lost category. He does. He's, he's not being great. But I feel like sometimes there's a little bit too much harshness going on with him. He was injured for a fair bit of the season. He barely started. And when he did start, he was actually putting in decent results. He wasn't scoring, but he was like contributing to their wins. Um, and now he also had uh, Tottenham's not been great this season. They're shit manager. Uh, they have manager issues. Um, I think Edge is going to get the best out of him next season, and I think we'll see Richarlison come back up, and I think his price will be justified. But I don't think I, he's. I'm not saying he's going to move out of this category now. Like his last season was crap. Right but like now, when he when he was when he was starting games, he actually did put in you know decent I results. I think so long as he's serving as this weird backup role for that front three, it's not going to work. Um, also, on you saying how we're being too harsh on him, I was just about to say that the reason that's that's the case is because, and I love the dichotomy with 
we talk about how Harland is so likable. Well, Richarlison's the polar opposite. He's so dislikable. Um, it, I speak for yourself, very, mate. He's so I'm dislikable. I'm pretty dislikable like myself. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Richarlison is uh, not a pleasant guy. <laughs> it's not, I mean, look, maybe off the field he's a nice person. I don't know. But on, on field, oh, God. He, nothing, nothing really redeeming about him on the field. He carries on when things aren't going his way, which like everyone has the right to be upset in that light, um, context. But he comes out and speaks to the media and pretty much forces the manager's hand to play him. And then when he plays, yeah, he did get into a good position and score an offside goal. But after that, he drops his head and spits chips a bit. I think Everton um, have a few questions to ask of him as well. Uh, when the chips were down for them, he essentially gave up. He doesn't have a good attitude. He stops trying, and he's very public about it. So that's part of the reason why he's so unlikable. Um, I wouldn't have spent close to 60 mil on a player that carries on like that, but that's yeah. just me. I chuck him in the bin. You gotta remember though, like he's he's obviously got the ability. I think with Kane, does he? Does he though? Well, I mean, he's starting for Brazil over you know Jesus and all yeah, that. Yeah, but so they don't really have great that... strikers at the moment. And like, how'd that work out for them? Even his stats, like Everton and, and Watford or wherever it was, like, it's not like they were amazing. What do you mean? They were good. They were not sixty million. They're years, not amazing. But... He, he yeah, was, but um, like, but sorry. Uh, Wide we, so at Everton, he scored 53 goals in 152 games. Okay. Uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not even going to... So one in three. Great. I'm not even going to bother doing this because you're literally about to sign a strike for, what, $75 million who's less talented than... And we're not judging him here right now. We'll do that in a year's time. But currently... No, but I'm just time, saying, like, Alex, saying, just said, he, Alex, Alex just said he's not worth that much based on his 53 goals, 14 assists for in 152 appearances for Everton. Like that's a shit club. He's doing. He was doing well for them. Like if those stats are decent for Everton level. Lukaku uh, did better for Everton. Yeah. Yeah, but Lukaku's Lukaku was great until he signed for United. You guys seem to. Have... He was great with us first season. Thank you. Yeah. He's a fat prick. I don't know. I just I, look. I, I mean, we all agree anyway. So there's not really much to to debate. Um, I, th- I just, just think he's going to turn. I reckon. I genuinely that, think he's going to change. Is that you putting it. your? That's your Ange hat though. I mean, look, you're the first no. person that. You're the first person who's not a Tottenham fan, even then. He did just score a hat whom, in the preseason. Whom, whom I've seen run defense for a Charleston. So I'm a bit perplexed by that. But no, I mean, it's, I've got, think... it's got nothing to do with Ange. I just think no, no, when, no. with Kane leaving, I think he's, he will perform better. Um, That's if provided Kane does. He does. Yes. Yeah. And, and if, I also. If he performs, I'm glad to be proven wrong. That's. I'm I also don't believe in the who, his whole negative attitude on the offside. Like off pitch, still like yeah, he's a bit cocky. That's he's very much like Ibrahimovic, but um, and, like he also does a lot of good things. Like he donates ten percent of his salary to to help um people going through cancer. Tax. To help tax. That's, good. that's what that's good. good. It's good so, for him. Yeah, but that's not factored into his transfer fee, and that's the uh, main talking <laughs> okay. point. Here. Part of the negotiations. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, also too, if you want to, um, if you want to, if he's. Well, I, thought, nice I, I mentioned, I mentioned, he's still, he's still shit. <laughs> I mentioned Brazil at the World Cup. If you really want to go about Brazil not going great, Anthony needs to go down then. <laughs> so, well, actually, hey, I, Anthony, I was thinking, doesn't, Anthony doesn't start. To be speaking fair. of that, though, I was thinking we should try to make it where it's three per 
level here and then it's going to make it really interesting trying to do that well it can't because then we're going to put <laughs> the next guy into it into a category because i believe that the next man lisandro martinez i think he is better than bitcoin i will invest in him tenfold well as All a right, man united so friend, i'll opinion. go first <laughs> no, no, you got that. Um, according, I, according to some of the group, Richard, you remain not a fan. Yes. I thought this signing was going to be absolutely fucking hilarious because he is small and he plays like he's seven foot tall, man. He's very impressive. Um, him going down had a lot to do with Man United's dip in form, uh, much to my pleasure. But yeah, he is him and Casemiro. Um, as well as the good run of form from Rashford, is why Man United had a very brief window where they were talking about pushing for a treble. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> if it was only a treble, wasn't a quadruple. Oh, quadruple, sorry. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, you know, quads yeah. up for everyone. Um, I th- no, but I think better than Bitcoin. He just completely transformed our entire defence. He can... I had him as everything good, good. good. Um, only because he did miss such a big chunk of the season. Yeah. So did Casemiro, though. And we chuck Casemiro. I can see in the... In the Casemiro yeah, didn't miss nearly Casimiro, as much. He, yeah, he still played 51 games. I don't think... Um, they played this... They played... Casemiro played one more game in the league than... But I'm talking games. overall, 51 games. Yeah, that's fair enough. But I'm also, I'm also factoring in, like... I mean, again, this is United hat. Martinez like just tra- changed our entire side. The way we could play, we could actually play out the back somewhat because of him, because of the way and we play the you ball, could see how much that was missing wrong. because we needed that pass through the middle that he Ex- only does. exactly. And yeah. he's surprisingly strong in the air for a short bloke, still taller than me, but that's beside the point. Um, strong, aggressive in the tackle, also has that tenacity and attitude that was been lacking for United for the better part of 10 years. It's just everything that, that we've been missing in a defender and um if it meant that we eventually got to see the back of harry Maguire, you have to be really good like the only reason it took Martinez so long to see the Ferran back of Maguire is Bet just Maguire. how long it took him to turn <laughs> that's good that's good for me only reggie what'd you say sorry oh i said like you have to be really good as a defender between martinez and Varane to finally bench Maguire. <laughs> He was that's the thing, he did the best thing possible for United. But yeah, I'm I'm sticking with the Bitcoin selection. If anyone else wants to agree or disagree. Well, I uh, think if we're gonna do the three, 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 it needs to be good, good. And then we'll have to move someone down from good, good and from potential. What mm. it's not a formation. We can put it's, them yeah, it's not a, it doesn't like, matter. Like, it doesn't really what, matter. What rules this? Like Yoni's kind of just instead of the rule. Um look. It's factos. It's not interesting. It's factos. I have Martinez in 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 good good. Um, I don't think he was necessarily as important as you guys feel like he w- might have been. Um, because like once he was injured, you only lost three games. It's not about the losses though. It's no no. But I'm just saying like when, create. Yeah, like, we we lost a big part of our spark once he was gone. That's actually like such. A- but the thing is, though, you still won. Like you lost four games. One of them was against City. Um, in the final, and the other one was against Sevilla. Uh, Sevilla, Sevilla, oh, fuck me, <laughs> not having a great time tonight. Um, in in the Europa, um, but you won pretty much every other game besides a draw against Tottenham. Um, and that's that's quite a lot of games that you played without him there. So, 
But uh, I think what I don't necessarily yeah, think he was sure. super important to your defense as like he was definitely important, but I don't think losing him at that stage in the season didn't really ruin your season much as like it didn't really did it was actually close it was actually close to ruining our game. season though like that that actually almost ruined our season though because at that point we started then losing and drawing a bunch of dumb games and we nearly gave up top four in Liverpool. Well, we but you didn't very... though. You drew one game and lost two in the league. You won. Yes, but it's also the way we. It's also the, the manner in which we you, played. You, like... you beat. You still beat one, two, three, four. Yeah, but it still affects the way we played. You know, it's the way we played though. And David De Gea has seventeen like clean sheets, but we still swapped him because we needed a keeper that suits the way that. Ten Hag wants to play, Doesn't but the entire time, in that entire period, you only conceded one, what, two, four, six goals. Right. But we're not the... talking about the defensive aspect of it necessarily. We're talking about what, like, what we he does to actually connect the defense to the midfield to the attack. Like, but that's what I'm saying: is you're still winning and you're still playing well. I think like, what... no, but we weren't playing well. I just I think don't what think they keep alluding to we, is we like... were winning, but we were not playing well. Not just on the field as well. Between him and Casemiro, they brought leadership that they were searching for which yeah you can't yes. just justify on the pitch and he's an elevating kind of player like i was thinking about it during the week where oh. we've now got we now got anana in who we hope to help transform the way we sort of do goalkeeping when you think about it i've always stated that when we got ten Hag in, i wanted us to sort of replicate what liverpool did with Klopp. well the real transformative signing for liverpool was when they got Van Dyke and then they got Allison just as like that final sort of piece of the puzzle to build a, 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 a successful team. Martinez is kind of like our Van Dyke in that he was that player that came in and actually like just slotted in perfectly as a centre back. And you sort of, once you got him in, you thought to yourself, how did we go without a guy like this for so, for so long? And that's what Martinez is very much, very transformative. And Yoni and I were in agreement. He's probably, Probably was our was our signing of the season over over Casemiro. I I hundred percent disagree with that. I think Casemiro is a far more important player. I don't even I don't even know if you've watched any games that United played versus Jesse, right? I have, but I, I still see Casemiro as a more important player. Uh, your your midfield was your oh, biggest. Casemiro was, was definitely more important, like definitely more important. I just but, don't see Martinez as a better than big client player, not yet. So, Reggie, you've got you've got the final say. I had him we as good, good, but yeah. definitely. Where's George? I, I definitely thought he was up there being as, as important I actually as Casemiro. Had him as good, good. Yeah, I had him as good, good because he didn't play as much as I wanted him to play. I'll chuck him in good, good then because my I'm, my favorite moment for him though wasn't for United. It was when the Netherlands try to stick like four over six two strikers on him. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say too that whole going into the season, everyone's like he's too short. You got to remember what league he was coming from. The Netherlands, like I think, by an average, have the tallest people in the world. He was always going to be fine to go up against taller players. Yeah, but he's not yes. playing in the Netherlands. He's playing in the Premier League. Yeah, but he's used to dealing with tall people, so <laughs> and like, it was really he was always going to be fine. He 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 does something that you know we thought Harry Maguire could do, and he couldn't. But Lissandra reads the game really well. Like that's yeah. like the biggest strength is probably how well he reads the game. So he can come prepare himself for these headers, for the tackles that he, you know, tackles a lot. So. Yeah. The intangibles. Um, also, I, well, on your note, Reggie, my favorite moment of him was actually 
after they won the World Cup, Salt Bay is trying to get a photo with him and trying to grab on the World Cup. And Martinez was side-eyeing him like a lot, like wanted to kill Salt Bay. So that's personally my favorite. Oh, that could have been a nomination for funniest moment of the year. For God's sake. Oh, whatever, too late now. Oh, well, moving on to more Chelsea. Raheem Sterling uh, for 56.2 million euros. He had a return of six goals and three assists and 28 appearances in the league. Um, how the hell has his market value gone up? I have no 70? idea. I double that can't be right. That's nah, nah, that's, oh, nah, his, that's market, his market value is 55 million. He's shit. I, will, I won't look, I won't put him in who approved this because I'd say his outlook not good because he does yeah, have yeah. nine goal contributions well, look, in a really shitty team. Yeah. And I suppose in a way the signing made sense. Like compared to compared to the, the, the other three in the bottom, the bottom tier. Raheem Sterling has like a very good track record, has a proven track record of performing on the big stage. Yeah. He was also uh, the first signing, right? That, yeah, like, he was. He in, was. In that summer transfer window. So at the time, it actually definitely made sense to get him because yeah. Mudrick. And he's, only, he's still only 28. Like he's been around forever, but he's only 28. I think also if you got him, Chelsea just didn't know how to use him. Um, no. He, he played 14 games as a striker, seven on the left and six on the right. Like they were just chucking him wherever they could. Yeah. Um, we, we, we all know his best position is a right winger. Um, no, it's a left winger, I'm pretty sure. Uh, whatever, one of the wings. But <laughs> regardless, is like he, he actually was really good in the right wing when it was Sane, Aguero, and him, and he'd be on the right, and like him and Sane would just go, yeah, I guess that's what I'm to the next one, and then, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I guess that's why I believe he's a good right winger. I mean, I'm not really watching that he's much, good. he's good in the wing, but yeah. Like, I think, you know, nine goals, four assists all across 38 games for Chelsea in the season. I like it's didn't perform well, but didn't perform great. Um, I think he's definitely got the potential. He's only 28, too. So, like, you know, he's still got years that he can spend with Chelsea. And the only thing I don't think there's potential there is because they do also have Mudrik and then they do also have, um, I, forget, I can't pronounce his name. Madueke, Madueke, yeah, and they just yeah. got Jackson and they got Nkunku. Like that's why I just don't see where Sterling's going to start playing. Yeah, and, oh, he can go back to being. Uh, but I don't think it was who approved this like because I think he actually did okay. The other thing as well, like it's also outlook not so good because well, yeah, I guess as you're touching on Yoni, because they've got all these plays. Like, where does he fit? And I think as well, he seems, it seems like he's phoned it in. He's happy just to just do whatever. Yeah, I don't think it's I, 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 I see him as an outlook not or, so good. Or, or Chelsea. Yeah, yeah definitely Same. not who approved this. No, that's that's harsh. Definitely outlook not so good because it's like, yeah, the sign kind of made sense at the time. But now in hindsight, now like hindsight being, being 2020, obviously, we, we kind of think, well, okay, not really much is going to happen here. I mean, it's it's going to have to, it's going to be hard to sort of see him actually being in the first team. Um, next yeah. season, I don't think they're going to be like persisting with him in like any of those sort of attacking attacking positions. I think if you um like if you consider the fact that he's like he was a proven player in the Premier League for ages for Manchester City, like it's the the fee that they paid wasn't you know outrageous. Like they yeah, they the resume back it up. Yeah, um, so I feel like it's yeah. it was well and truly worth it. Um. You just, just, you just can't, yeah, you just can't predict how the season's gonna go. Um probably signed too many players, tried to force them all into one team, and that's their issue. Um, not really a sterling issue. Um, it's not his fault that the team was just overall shit. So yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, we've yeah, the, the Chelsea, Chelsea signings as well. I get like a bit of a vibe that they were signing players and then trying to base their play their plan afterwards rather than having a plan and setting out after players. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, exactly right. And just didn't really make just it just did not make sense at all. And um it's also another example of City knowing when and how to sell a player. So I'm not gonna say that they fleece Chelsea. It's just that unfortunately it's one of the things that hasn't worked out. Yeah. But that's that, guys. Thank you so so much for tuning in. We'll do a bit of a quick recap on the plays. So we got yeah, Are go, you, go. Sure you don't want to do it three 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 three. Yes, I'm hundred percent. Look certain. at it. Look at it, and it's so easy. That, that's but, but it's not. It's but not. It's, but it's facts. Down one, and then you move. But we're not removing Rafinha down, down one. one. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's better. Yep, Harlan. Who approved? Who approved Harlan? That's what we're going to settle on. Um, yeah, who Yoni, in the league let gonna... City sign him? Yeah, um, Yoni, you're just going to have to um, accept this little bit of OCD going that you got going on because uh, everyone, it's the rest of the just, team, point useless. Just factos. Anyway, so we'll, um, all right, let's ignore that. Um, we'll move. We'll um, go through a bit of a recap now on the play. So we've got. In Better Than Bitcoin, we've got Casemiro, Matthias Delict, and Erling Haaland. Uh, Orion Chumeni, Alexander Isak, Rafinha, and Lissandra Martinez as good, good signings. Enzo Fernandez, Anthony, and Darwin Nunez as potential to be good. Wesley Fofana and Raheem Sterling as outlook not looking so good. And Michele, Ukrainian bloke, uh, Marco Correa, and Rich Allison as who the fuck approved this signing. Yeah, well, I'd be curious. I'd be curious to see how we would go if we did the the next ten as well, because Enzo Fernandez pops up again. In, in the Benfica, uh, yeah, he's, he, Benfica only signed him in um, August yeah. that year. Yeah, but so it wasn't like, it for like ten million. Forty-four. Oh, look, I mean, they still made eighty million profit, so good on them. Yeah, um, <laughs> but there was like, there's a couple of like interesting ones that would be like, you know, Calvin who else, Phillips. Who else is there? Calvin oh, Phillips God. was forty-nine yeah. million, number yeah, nineteen. Who, who approved him? Um, Jules Kunde at Barca for 50 mil. That's a good signing. Is uh Gabriel Jesus 52 but mil? Wasn't Kunde played out of position like as a right back a lot? Yeah, yeah but, but he did well uh, and he played there for France and he, yeah, he actually does yeah, well there. Yeah, that's true. Christian Romero for 50 mil at Spurs. I actually still think he's got potential there, personally. Yeah, I think potential. He's a, he's a weird unit, he's a bit he's, of a loose unit. He's, he's my favorite one, Anthony Gordon to Newcastle for 45 oh mil. That's I, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but at the time it happened, I told you guys it was going to be shit. Lewandowski to pass. I mean, no one rated him, so Lock. that's fair. No one rated, no one rated Gordon. Flop. Uh, Lewandowski to pass of 45 yeah. mil. That's a flop. Yeah, no, I think it's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nunes to Wolves for 45 mil. Oh, that flopped, didn't it? Like, didn't they sell him? Or am I thinking of someone else? No, he's wait, who, wait, who, who was this? Sorry. Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. That he one. didn't score the Nunes, line. sorry. Oh, is this Matthias? Oh, Matthias that's not, the, that's Matthias. not the striker. Yeah. Oh, Matthias Nunes for um, yeah. Wolves. Yeah, he's not been great at all. He's been all right, I think. It's um, not the striker, right? Because I was thinking... No, no, he's, um, a, he's a midfielder. Makeda to West Ham for 42 mil. Who? Lucas. Makeda. I don't know how to oh, say it. Oh, I thought he said Makeda. Like the fact that Makeda too. From, yeah, I'm thinking great turn by McKenna. No, Paqueta. He's been good. I like him. Uh, I think he's great. Oh, well, he actually he had a really good first half of the season, and then he kind of like 
dissipated. No, the other way around. It was better in the second half. It was great no. for the UA UA for conference, whatever the hell that is. It was great for that. I think it's but, I think yeah. it's fantastic. Speaking that. of uh, those guys, it's going to be interesting to look at the next lot of expensive transfers. Seeing as someone paid a crazy amount of money for a bag of rice. <laughs> I mean, inflation, man. It's just you know, it's hitting everyone. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just the new Harry Maguire. That's all it is. Well, I think we'll, that we'll should be the next that. episode. I think we should predict I think how we should think they're going to go. We should, we should yeah, do it when the transfer definitely revisit it. ends, like on like September first or whatever it is. Uh, like August first. August thirty no, first. September first, yeah. mate. Well, September. Will be September for us. We should, but we we can also definitely review the current ones because there's already been a lot of big signings that are. Um, that have happened or are bound to happen, yeah, according about to our mate Romano. 16 signings over 50 mil already. Mm. Yeah, but how many of them are Saudi Arabian? Actually, probably, right. actually, probably a handful. One. <laughs> probably just a handful. Uh, okay, who was the one? Welcome to Al Hilal. They're getting for over 50 million. 60 million they signed They're going for 60 million. Because they go for the big wages. Oh, and they paid 55 for Ruben Neves. What about yeah. Oh yeah, so so this yeah, two. Now nah, wasn't Kulabali wasn't much, but Malcolm, I'm surprised the transfer fee was so expensive. Like what the hell? Al Halal spent sixty on Malcolm, fifty five on Nevers, and forty on uh Sergey Milikovic Savic. Milikovic Savic. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, guys. Got there in the end. Yeah. Jesus. That's wild. Well, I mean, it'll be cool actually reviewing reviewing those signings, including the. I guess including the Saudi signings too, it's getting beyond ridiculous now. Um, who they keep signing, but that's, oh, yeah, that'll be shout out to Saudi Arabia signing Saudi Oman for yeah, 40 million. So now, yeah. we break we break even. Love that. Well, he's 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 gonna be paired up with Ronaldo, so I'd like to see those egos clash. That'd be quite interesting. Oh man, I hope he punches Ronaldo in the face too. Hey, 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 hey that hey, would hey, make hey, my day. Hey, 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 I resent that. I resent yeah, it. you resent it, but oh, well. you don't even like money. But we'll I don't. But on. it'd be funny <laughs> to see him punch Ronaldo. It would be pretty funny, actually. I'm not gonna lie, it actually, kind of would be funny. Yeah. Um, all right, all right, guys. Thank you so so much for for tuning in. Please do leave feedback, and please, obviously, during the off season, uh, provide some content ideas for what you want to listen to. We do definitely want to be discussing, um, like I said, the chances that have happened or are rumored or close to happening. But please, as well, feel free to leave any feedback and anything that you want to be hearing about. Uh, guys, anything else that you uh, would like? to mention before we wrap it up yeah breaking news jay-z is going to make an audacious bid to buy tottenham from uh joe lewis oh oh yeah that's right joe lewis Lewis has um he's been remanded into custody for insider trading yeah as you just said Uh, so so jay-z is going to try and get some billionaires together they also thought about buying crystal palace because the name was cool so we'll see (laughs) Oh, Tottenham will have a hundred problems, and so will Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> they got no known problems, and all of them are Richarlison, um, Jesse, Yoni, and uh, well, yeah, Reggie, Yoni, Jesse. Anything else quickly? No, that's no. all. Okay. Let's no. go, Matildas tomorrow. Fuck yes, yeah. let's go, the Matildas. Uh, Everyone, the game. Good luck, Jesse. Ah, uh, we'll be level. Three. You will? Is it? Is it here in Melbourne? Yeah, it is. Okay, we're at um Amy. Yeah, uh, Melbourne Rectangular Stadium. Because they can't use... Wait, is it is it tomorrow or is it Tuesday? No, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, mate. What do you think it was Tuesday? Okay, cool. Well, yeah, no, good luck to the Matulas. Let's hope they can actually get through. Uh, good luck to them. I uh, hope New Zealand 
take some uh take some L's because I will, they'll make me very happy. Other than that, guys, again, thank you so so much for tuning in. We will catch you guys next time. Have a good week. Bye. Adios.